Okay, on Daf Mem Hey Amud Beis. So here we've got in in just a, a few lines of Gemara that we in, in the Daf Yomi we surely go over very very quickly, but we've got the foundation of the whole issue about whether or how to treat chemicals in the food industry, chemicals that are not that are not kosher or, or made from a non-kosher source. Uh, we're going all the way to the question around gelatine. Uh, what is their status in the in the kashrut industry? And this the, this this gemara is one of the foundational pieces uh, that deals with that. So here we have a brisa that hapat sheifsha chayav that a loaf of bread or a piece of bread that has become moldy has to be destroyed. Why? If it's moldy, it's not it, it's not bread anymore. It's not used for food, and we know that if it can't if it's not edible, then it's not food. Because we know that you can um, grind it up and you can use it to cause other dough to become chometz. In other words, it functions like old stale bread can function like yeast. And yeast, we, we have, I just want to get a chumash, if there's one handle, a chumash shmois. Oh, thanks, thanks a lot. And the, the foundation of it all is in, in the parsha on chumats and, and matzah on shmois yudbeis, chapter 12 in shmois, verse 19, where we're told, after having already been told that we can't eat chumats and there's an isokores for chumats, we're told Shivas Yomim For seven days there shouldn't be yeast in your house. Because anybody who eats machmetzet is chayav kares. What is machmetzet? <coughs> Rashi explains. Hmm, that's very strange. This is a different, different Rashi from. Oh no, here we are. Sorry. Leenosh karet al hasor. This pasuk comes to say that soor yeast is also chay of chorus. Now yeast is interesting because yeast is one of the first cases we've got of a chemical, of a food chemical. <laughs> yeast is not a food; you can't eat it, and yet we use it in the manufacture of food. So we think this is a very new issue, the whole question of food technology. It's not a new issue. In Shmois Perik Yud we have the first case of the use of chemicals in the preparation of food. Which chemical? Soor, yeast. Vahalokvah Nashal HaChometz asks Rashi, based on a, a, a mechilta, but we've already been told that you're chayev, that one isn't allowed to eat chometz, and soor is chometz. You might have thought that only edible chomets you, you get an oinish for, you get chorus for, but sa'or which is only a chemical, yeast which is a chemical, it's not a food substance, that I might have thought that there's no chorus. And so then just tell us about sa'or and then I'll know about chomets. If it would only have told us that you chayev for soor but not for chometz, hayiti oimesh soor shu mechametz acherim anashalav, I would have thought soor is very severe because it causes 
chimutz. It causes chametz to take place. If you put sour into yeast, it causes it to become um, uh, to become leaven. Chametz she'enam chametz acherim lo yeneshalav. But chametz, which is not active in that way, which doesn't interact with the dough to make it chometz, it's just chometz on the dough. I might have thought it doesn't apply. That's why we have to be told both of them. Each has a tzad chomer and a tzad kal. That the that chometz, normal bread, we know is, is also, even though it doesn't cause chimutz, and soor is also, even though it is inedible. Uh, and here we're told, in the, in the Bryson daf memhei, that if chometz, ordinary bread, becomes moldy, it's treated like sa'or. The run says over here, that's because of sa'or. Why is this inedible bread? Why chayev levar? If it's inedible, we know that anything that's inedible isn't considered food. If it isn't food, it isn't chometz. Why do you have to be mavar? Says the run, because the Torah was mechadish. The Torah gave us a new law in chometz that we don't have in any other isure achila, and that is the din of sa'or, which is chemicals. That a chemical that interacts with food, even though the chemical itself isn't food, if it interacts in a, with the food in a way that makes the food also, then, then it's also for Pesach. And that's a din for Pesach, it's not a din for others. So the Rosh is very interesting, because the Rosh says, Pachi ifshav salami adam This b'risa that we've just learned is talking about food which is Inedible, inedible to humans, but not to dogs. For dogs, it's edible. So we have different levels of inedibility. One is it's inedible for human consumption, and the other is it's not even edible for animal consumption. What's the difference? The difference is in Hilchot Tumah. So if food becomes Tameh, and then it becomes useless, uh, inedible for humans, unsuitable for human consumption, it remains Tameh. If it deteriorates still more and it becomes unedible for animal consumption, it loses its tumor. Uh, but where does chometz fit in? For it to be chometz, does it have to become inedible to hu- for human consumption? Or does it have to become so inedible that even an animal can't consume it? Says the Rosh, this Gemara that we've just learned, pat she'ifsha, chayav leva'er, that's talking where the bread became moldy to the point of being unsuitable for human consumption, but it's still suitable for animal consumption. And it, nevertheless, it's, we, it, we don't follow the laws of Tumah. This is part of the Chiddush of the Torah, that, it's, that it, as long as it's, it's edible for human consumption, it's treated differently. But if it's not even suitable for a dog, then it's considered, that's not ochel at all. It's not food. It's like dust. It's like sand. And our b'risa that says that moldy bread is also, that's talking about where you can give it to a dog. So the Rosh Paskins, that once food or a chemical is inedible, even for animals, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's a chemical, it's not food, it's not chomets, it's not soor, it's not anything. But if it's, but Saor, the yeast that the Torah is talking about is yeast that a human doesn't eat, but an animal would. The Yerivad holds differently. There's a difference between Saor and, and bread. A 
if ordinary chametz is inedible for an animal, says the Ravid, then it's right. You don't have to. You don't have to do beer chametz. You don't have to get rid of it. It's it's not so. So, or for example, the chametz nuksha that we have in in some women's makeup and things like that, it's not fit for an animal to eat. So you don't have to sell it, and you don't have to get rid of it. You can keep it. You just don't, we just don't use it for various reasons. Vasaor, but saor yeast. Even though it's not any good for a dog, because it's still a chemical that can enhance the chomets of food. So although it itself isn't food, it plays a part in the production of food. And, and it, it transforms the food. That's what Saur does. It transforms dough that, that could be matzah potentially. It transforms it into chomets. And that's the nature of Saur, and the Torah tells us that Saur is, is very much, is very severe, and, and, the, and therefore that's, that's its end. So what do we see in, in terms of other areas of Achila? The, the Achronim go into the question of, of other areas of, of Achila. There's a famous Achiezer, that's from Chaim Ozogudzhensky, from the pre-war generation, the Rova Vilna, Posek Hador, um, who goes through this sugi and a few others, and, and says this applies only to Chometz. When we're dealing with other, with other foods, definitely if it's no longer fit for human consumption, it's a chemical, it's not a food. And, and even if it's used, it's, it's, it's not, the, work, the idea of kosher and treif doesn't even apply to it. It's like plastic. But there's no kosher and treif with it. It's only on Pesach that, that even if it's a chemical, if it can cause chimuts, then it's also, according to the Rambam, it still has to, according to the Rosh, it still has to be fit for animal consumption. According to the Ravid, it doesn't even have to be fit for animal consumption. If it can perform the function of chimuts, if it can interact with food to cause chimuts, that's part of the Chidush of the Torah that kol oichel machmetzes. Machmetzes means even if it's a chemical, inedible to humans, and according to the, to the, Ram, to the Ravid, even to animals, it's still considered chomets for Pesach, but not for other, for, for other issues. Even tumor, according to the Ravid, it comes out that chomets is even more severe than tumor, because tumor is removed from food which becomes inedible to animals, but it can still have an isu chorus for, for chomets on Pesach, holds the, holds the Ravid. The, um, what, what's important to, to, to learn out of it, we, we talked about chasa and how one has to be able to learn from the imagery, the metaphors of the Torah. And you know that on Rosh Hashanah, even people who barely keep Yom Kippur are careful to have uh, all the simonim the, the, for, for Rosh Hashanah uh, that they that they have, and they say all the things that you're supposed to say on Rosh Hashanah to have all the all the simonim. People get very very religious about the these various different vegetables and the fish's head and the carrot and the dates and everything that you have to have the simonim. If if we take care of these simonim, certainly the halacha itself also has a metaphoric poetic side of it that we have to learn from. And what we see in Chometz is how severely the Torah treats Chometz, the, the Machmetzes. And what is Machmetzes? And I thought to myself, anything can cause something else to become treif. We're learning Taruvas, we're learning about mixtures. And if you, in Tam Ke'ika, we learned about yesterday, if you take something and you mix it into something kosher, take something treif and you mix it into something kosher, it will become treif. So what's special about Machmetzes? What's special about Machmetzes is that it transforms the, the kosher into the treif or into the chomets in this case. It's not just a mixture. You don't, it's not an additive. It's a transformative. It's like it creates a new compound, not a mixture. 
In Ichas Tairuvis, there's also a difference between compounds and mixtures. It's not just that it's mixed and if you can separate it and just bottle the shishim, it transforms the dough into, into chometz. And one has to know that human beings can do that as well. We've learned very painfully over the last few year, over the last year, how we can infect people with our breath. And we can transform their lives for the negative. One breath that somebody takes in from somebody who's carrying the virus, and their life can be transformed or terminated from a breath. How much more so from a word? What we can do, how we can transform people. And how the Torah takes it so seriously when our actions or words transform people negatively. Not just influence them. There's a difference between influence and transform. Machmetzes is you completely transform the metzius of the other object, or in this case of the other person. And if that's so negatively that we can infect each other with viruses, and we can infect each other with bad words and bad talk and a bad attitude even, and a bad mood, we can infect each other with that and transform people. How much more so when we inspire and uplift people, we can also transform them. And just as the Rebbeinu looks badly at chometz, because it's machmetzes, it transforms ordinary food into chometz, so a human being who transforms other human beings into higher forms of humanity, what a wonderful thing it is, and it's something that each of us are capable of doing every single day of our lives when we interact with others.